Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roberta. And it's time for your weekly update, but I kind of feel like it might need to start being daily update on the royal news you need to know. (laughs) Seriously. Oh my God goodness how much royal news has happened since our last episode oh so so much it's kind of unbelievable my phone keeps like flashing with all the like instagram updates updates. everything i I keep having to go on twitter and be like screenshot that yeah (laughs) all right royal housekeeping though as we always do before we dive in follow us on instagram at royally obsessed podcast subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars please we love to hear from you or send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Again, love notes. Send them our way. We love to get those. We really do. Rachel, first, how was your Mother's Day? Oh, my gosh. It feels like forever ago. Uh, it was good. It was very low-key. Um, Matt got me peonies, which I have to oh. say, I told him every day for about three months. I just want peonies on Mother's Day. Like, I I really was very clear. And I think that's coming <laughs> off of, like, last year's Mother's Day where we were, like, very much in the middle of nowhere in Maine. There were no peonies anywhere to be found. And it was, you know, quarantine. We weren't really going out at all, you know. So I was like, this year, we're making up for it. But Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was good. I actually uh, took the first step of, like, what feels like post-pandemic life, which Ooh. is that I rejoined a gym, which it big. feels like a big deal. It and is. I am really excited to get back into a routine of working out. Um, what is your – like how – you're so good at running regularly. I I really you, dropped off though for a long time. How do you time. make it so consistent? Um, I think – and this is what I, a friend of mine actually told me is that you don't say to yourself, I have to run like three or four miles. Like you just get past like a mile and then Mm -hmm. you really just continue to keep going. And like a mile is 10 minutes or I mean, at my pace, it's probably like 14 minutes (laughs) because I'm so slow. No, but uh, I think if you can do that and you can just really get outside, then once you get past a mile, you're like, oh, it's so nice out. Like I'm going to keep going. And and so so it kind of clearing too. It is. It really is. It's such an, it's like, it's necessary for me now. Are you a podcast listener days. or do you listen to music? Both. Both. I do both. It just depends on my mood. If I if I like am I don't know. I think if I really need to boost my my uh, motivation and yeah. and my speed I'll do music. But I'm going to try to replicate your efforts, but I love that you joined a gym. <laughs> Well, let's head into this royal news. This week, there was so much going on. So right after we recorded, the Cambridges had their big YouTube launch and social media change. We're also talking about Kate's Holt Still book release, Megan's appearance for Vax Live, the Sussex's Mother's Day donation, Archie's birthday, and so much more. 
truly bear with us because this might be the longest episode of all time. No, no, no. We're it's gonna, exciting. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. Yeah. But yes, okay. it, there's a lot to cover. So uh, in one week's time. But first, our royal refreshment, of course. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. This week, it is early, but I did it, Roberta. I have a cocktail. It is- Me too. <laughs> Cheers. It's 9.30 in Cheers. the morning, but I'm like, it's Wednesday and we have earned this. Uh, this I'm sipping is actually a I, – I found this cool recipe for rosé gin cocktail, and I thought – did you mix it up? I did, and it is – honestly, like, I – couldn't recommend it more to our listeners I because know. one, it's so easy. Two, it's so good. And three, it's it's not – it doesn't feel bad for you. Like it's just rosé, which we use the Bonterra boxed wine rosé, which is really delicious. It's really good for a boxed wine. I always feel like boxed wine doesn't have the same like potency sometimes, but it is crisp and it's very great flavor. Crisp. I, I really like and- it. I don't really like very, very sweet, like cheek pinching rose, no. but this was really, it was good. actually so surprising that it's boxed because also the box holds two bottles of wine, which is incredible. Nice. <laughs> I'm only buying Added boxed wine. Value. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's just, so it's the rose gin and then a little splash of lemon juice. And I, I didn't include the elderflower liqueur. I, I, I did. Any, I, but it's so good with all it. of this. And I, I swapped a lime for a lemon. So I don't know if that messed things up, but it's really good. And I loved the. This was what sold me a garden party in a glass. Oh, that's what's that was the descriptor of this cocktail recipe. It is delicious. delicious. I feel like I can drink these on the porch all summer. Um, we are cheersing to, to Zara Tindall. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday. birthday. Saturday. Clink, She's clink. Have a sip. Yeah, clink, clink. I was trying to see if we had any intel on what how she might be celebrating because she is turning the big four zero. Um, right. But we might have to wait for info from Mike on the good, bad, and the rugby. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really hoping that we get a new photo or a – I mean, a first photo of Lucas Phillip because yes. he's six weeks old. Yes. That would Already. be – That would be a great birthday gift to all of us. I know. And everyone was saying, you know, she was super careful about not upstaging Charlotte's birthday when she took mm-hmm. Lucas out for the first time. She didn't – she had him in the pram, so there was yeah, no – we didn't so see true. his face. So mm-hmm. I think that maybe this will be the first time we see his face. I don't know. Hoping. But happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. All right. Now, we got a few DMs from listeners about the Diana sweatshirt we mentioned in the last episode from the Athleisure brand, The Sleeper. Specifically, a couple of people wanting to know more about where to find it, and you can find it at the-sleeper.com. And the detachable Peter Pan collar that we mentioned. So I went on the sleeper after our episode too because I was really curious. And they have a bunch of really wonderful Peter Pan collar dresses as Were well. Were those dresses or like little shorts combos? I didn't see the dresses. I need to go back there, to the site. There are dresses. They look very short. I okay, don't know okay. if I could wear. <laughs> I like haven't worn a really short dress in so long. Um, but I did check out the site and it looked the, – the collar and the sweatshirt – combos are look so comfy and then you have the zoom flare with yeah. the little Peter well, Pan. I have to say that I ended up I wear the sweatshirt now all the time. It is the coziest sweatshirt I own and I I'm really getting into the detachable Peter Pan collar. Like at first I was like is this too does it look like a bib? But it's actually I'm I'm into it and it looks nice with a trench coat and I, I don't know. You have to just ignore what Matt says about Yeah, it. exactly. But I I feel you know that's the trouble with podcasts getting these DMs. It's like you 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 don't have a visual of this <laughs> I'm like talking about it. But speaking of Diana inspired gear Rowing blazers. A new collection. It goes and live tomorrow. Or sorry, it goes day? live when this episode airs. So May 13th. May 13th, yes. I have my calendar marked 
There's early access for subscribers or people that are registered with the site today, May 12th at 11 a.m. I'm 45 minutes from that, so we got to check it out if you're if you're signed up. Because did you see was the- that the meeting you said you had at 11? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm actually realizing now I have a complex. So Rachel's like, we have to get off at 11 a.m. Yes. because I have a important I do meeting have an and it is the Rowing Blazers no. early access I'm sale. I'm going to be buying. No, well, did you see they released another photo that there's a green version of the sheep sweater coming out? Oh, a green version. I love that. Um, That must be the new collaboration with Warm and Wonderful because they did say that Warm and Wonderful is included again in this. But we thought that it might be Diana's bike shorts that were. Well, I think that that seems like another piece of it too because that was in the visual as well. That they're well, Diana inspired bike shorts. Yeah, yeah. Diana Aging Jack Carlson. We don't know what brand her original ones. Diana inspired bike shorts. You need to come on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do we know what brand her original bike shorts were? I, I don't, don't think so. Think so. Like just an athletic brand. Yeah. Probably. yeah, I did buy bike shorts last summer, but I didn't really ever. I need to try them out when I'm actually doing things in public again. Maybe I'll try to wear them to the gym. I don't know. I did too, and I. And you have the <laughs> sweatshirt. I put them on, you have put like them on the, once, and then you have the Diana. Oh, I have the Virgin Atlantic sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah and I I love that. I want to wear it. I mean, it's just not cold enough anymore to wear it. Like I would wear it under like a cute blazer and like have light wash jeans and feel very Diana inspired. But yeah. Not yet. Anyways, all right, moving on. This week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. So guys, heads up that this is a little bit of a hybrid. It's only from a year ago, but there was current news and we thought it was a nice sort of pairing. But a year ago, May 2020, was when Kate forced forced when Kate first lifted us all up during lockdown with a, the community photo project Hold Still, and it was part of her collaboration with her patronage, the National Portrait Gallery. We've all seen um, some incredible images out there and heard some amazing stories and some desperately sad stories, but also some really uplifting ones as well. Um, And I really hope that through a project like this, we might be able to showcase some of those stories and to document and share a moment in time, I suppose, that we're all experiencing. I just think back to this, you know, it was Kate really sprung to action at a time when all of us were kind of recognizing the fact that what we were experiencing was something for the history books. And now with the launch of her book, she's actually created a history book with those hundred finalist photos. And in total, I mean, I had to look this up, but there were 31,000 submissions. And Kate, with the team of judges, narrowed it down to 100 photos featured in the book. Yeah, and I I do – I mean, this collaboration with the National Portrait Gallery just sets it up for being such a huge – having such a huge platform and such a big success story. I mean, we saw those billboards around London and all around England, actually, um, of the photos that they chose. So I thought that was just so wonderful. I can't believe that it's already been a year since – they launched this project. I know. I was going to ask you how that feels, the fact that it's been a year. Because I, I feel like we were just, you know, had maybe like a month or two under our belt with the podcast and thinking back to where we were at that time. And I do remember, like, it's I, I feel that this project has been one of Kate's biggest success stories in a lot of ways. Because, you know, it's just the way she's seen it through and all the touch points along the way, it's felt like an anchor during the pandemic. Totally. And I do think, too, that what owes to its success story too is that she's so passionate about photography. So it feels like it's something we've gotten updates about all along the um, progression of it. And so it does feel like something she truly wants us to know about and wants to communicate every stage of the process. And I think that's what's really lovely too. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is the book is um, already back ordered to June. I mean, it's not that far off, but it's it's become a bestseller. Again, it's 25 pounds to order and the proceeds go to the National Portrait Gallery 
and Mind, which is a mental health charity. So, uh, and I, but I think to ship to the U.S., it doubles the cost. Oh, so gosh. that's where I'm on the fence. I do think I might end up buying it. What about you? I think so. I think for me, it does feel like a time capsule of this time doing the podcast for us, but also just the pandemic that I, I do feel such a connection to those images. Is it bad that I like can't? I I want to wait. <laughs> Until like someone in the U.S. orders it for the twenty five dollars shipping, and then they sell yeah, maybe it we on just eBay go to or something, or we should just go bad? to the U.K. <laughs> That's true too. We should cost him a plane flight better than twenty five pounds shipping. Eventually, it'll be on Amazon, right? Is that terrible? I don't I'm think so. Wait. If the proceeds, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, but Kate did a lot of things this past week to celebrate the virtual book launch, and one of which was releasing on her their new YouTube channel, which we'll get into later, uh, phone conversations, videos of phone conversations that she had with the finalists. In particular, the first one we saw was with Mila, who's only four years old, and her image was of her waving to her dad from the other side of the window because she had to isolate during COVID with her mom and away from her sister as well because she was receiving chemo for leukemia. Do you have a question? I'm not wearing a princess costume right now, I'm afraid, Mila. <laughs> Do you have lots of dressing up outfits yourself? Yes. Yeah? Yes. What's your favourite colour? Pink. Pink, okay. Well, I have to make sure. I have to make sure I go and try and find myself a pink dress. So that <laughs> hopefully, when one day, hopefully, Mila will get to meet, and then I'll remember to wear my pink dress for you. Yay! Would that be nice? <laughs> I loved this it was so heartwarming and also i cannot wait for kate middleton to step out in a pink ball gown i, I just i feel like i'm picturing diana's like frilly frocks oh, yeah. but i do i do really i'm hopeful about this pink gown because i feel like she i don't know she i made a promise we all heard the yeah. promise yeah i know i felt like this video when i saw it go live um it was during the work day and i pulled it up and I started watching and I actually had to pause it to watch later because I was so emotional. I mean, that little girl, Mila, is just, I felt just, it gives you such perspective. Again, you know, I think that's the power of this photo project is that it's such a unifier because we've all gone through this in different ways. And then to hear Mila talking so positively about her experience, it just puts so much in perspective. It was a lot for me to watch. Uh, it was a lot, especially when they said their dad was furloughed and and she finally was reunited with him and the pictures of them together were so sweet. It was, it was a really heartbreaking story and also just wonderful that Kate highlighted it. I loved that they also mentioned Louis is whipping around on a scooter now, which is really <laughs> funny because he has a scooter and a bike, I guess. Does Finn have a Razor scooter? Does he have a little He mini? does, but he's so he, – I mean, I don't need to get into it here, but he's, like, definitely finicky. I hate to say that because his name is Finn, <laughs> but about his preferences with the scooter. We now have the, got the balance bike for him. So he's mo- warming oh. to the balance bike more. Thank you, Louie, as well, for teaching me and educating me about balance bikes. Kate was like, Louie is unstoppable on the scooter, which is just, it's such a cute visual. And we almost got a puppy name, a Cambridge puppy name. It was We were this close. This close. Because she asked Mila what their dog's name, and she said Mr. Cole. And it was like, maybe they cut it out, or Mila asked, it seems like there was almost like there, Mila asked back, what's your dog's new name? And... <laughs> I I was. I also so like that she adds Mister to her dog. Yeah, I thought that Mr. that was Mister Cole. <laughs> but Kate, in general, I think you know, with this conversation, I feel like she just seems her cadence is just so natural with kids, and she just you can hear the warmth in her voice when she's talking to Mila, and it, it and just her creativity, the questions, and how she interacts. I I liked getting that glimpse because of 
how old George and Charlotte are and Louis too. It just feels like it is really she's being a mom in that sense. And I thought felt a little more natural and Kate was more in her element than the second call that we're about to talk about. It does dovetail, you know, it is a contrast to the other conversation that she had with Romy about her, she captured her daughter in a picture called Cancelled and it pays tribute to the graduations and proms and so many things that the class of 2020 was robbed of. And I definitely mm-hmm. think very much of that particular group during the pandemic. But, it, you know, Kate was, it's not that she was, not as warm in any way, but she was definitely, you know, when when she's talking to a four-year-old, she really comes alive, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I do like that she got uh, Romy and Nia's to talk about how uh, Nia's bribed her daughter with pizza. Super relatable. I feel like that's that's just like what all high, high schoolers need is pizza. She also, at the end of the video, they reveal she got accepted to Stanford. Yeah, that which was is incredible. Amazing. Yeah, incredible. And this girl is so cool. She's wearing a Gucci bucket hat. Like she had Chanel like pins all over her jean jacket. I was like, this girl is like really, really cool. Yeah, but it's, it's such <laughs> I think a- maybe maybe Kate was a little intimidated. I don't know. <laughs> her style. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I mean, I, it's such a cool series. Like I'm hopeful that they're going to keep releasing videos of this because it just makes all those images come alive even more. It's a brilliant idea. Uh, and also, you know, the Cambridges, it's an extension of their social media kind of playing around. But I loved when it was like them messaging in the text, you know, in, and yeah. it was like they showed the, the bubbles and all that stuff. But well, and the audiogram. So like the word pops up as they say it. That was it's just they are experimenting a lot. And it is it's very Kate the influencer. Yeah, it works. It works. And Kate was wearing her engagement blouse. I just wanted to mention that the one that she wore 10 years ago from her Mario and Testino engagement photo shoot. I like these subtle nods. I mean, obviously, these videos apparently were filmed last fall, but she, you know, just sort of bringing those touch points together of their 10-year anniversary. Very smart on their uh, stylist part, for sure. Someone needs a raise over there. (laughs) Definitely. And I don't want to spend too much more on this, but it was a delight to see Kate, her partnership with Book Fairies, that red coat from Eponine. Uh, stunning. I can't tell you, Rachel, how much I loved this outfit. The shoes were huge. Ralph Lauren, four-inch heel that she, like, towered in, and they looked incredible. She had a skirt by Zara, bag by Demelier London. Her medical mask trick. I'm, I am do that now every time when she I go to her. That. that little flip. I love that. And I like that the Demelier London is continuing its charity initiative, A Bag of Life. So they fund life-saving vaccines and medical treatments aimed to save the life of a child in need with every purchase of a bag. I I want to buy this bag. It's you need that price bag. range, but it's so <laughs> it's so different from what we normally see her carrying, which is just a normal clutch. So I really I also thought too, and I don't know if you were gonna point this out. I, I like totally took the took the mic. No, from you. <laughs> not at all. Oh my gosh. But I, I do love that she continues this trend of wearing red to every hold still event. Yes. And that red the red that she wore for the book fairies launch was so happy and so vibrant and bright and it felt like symbolically there are brighter days ahead the red she wore to launch hold still was a lot more subdued a lot darker we were kind of just going into the throes of the pandemic and Mm -hmm. so it does feel like this beautiful progression and uh, slideshow moment. As yeah, Elizabeth as Elizabeth Holmes, Holmes like, says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so true, and I I think uh, yeah, it felt very uplifting. A power of a good tailor. And the last thing I just wanted to say is is 
what a cool concept, the book fairies. I'm sure that there are iterations of it in the U.S., but just the idea that they're dropping books around and the surprise and then it, the fact that there was a letter from Kate included. You know, we saw on Twitter that some people found the actual letter and the the her goal was that you would then drop it somewhere new for someone else to flip through the book. And I don't know. I just I thought it was a really brilliant move. So it was so brilliant. Did you see I, the, a lot of the comments were like, how can she squat that low to the ground in four inch heels <laughs> yes. and then pop back up like that? Like, yeah. I was thinking like, I can't even wear heels anymore because it's been so long during the pandemic that I, my feet immediately are rejecting any yeah. kind of height. I like laugh at my heels in my closet. I like open it and like, ha ha ha, former life, never again. Sad. <laughs> like mine are now out, all out of style and not on trend anymore because I'm like, yeah. Same, <sighs> same. My Rothies are the only things that keep giving, I will say. That's all those flats. So true. I love my Rothies. Ever, forever stylish. All right. Should we get into yes. the rest of the royal news? So first up, we have Harry and Meghan's Vax Live appearances. So Vax Live concert aired last Saturday night in partnership with Global Citizen. Harry was backstage and asked a pretty, it seems like, off-the-cuff question about his participation. And he said, when we're talking about life and death, which is what we're talking about now, vaccines cannot be politicized. Also, such a big revelation that he just said the CEO of Global Citizen asked him and Megan to be co-chairs and they just said yes. Like, all you have to do is ask. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was particularly striking for me, too. And I saw that in an interview with the CEO and just that, you know, it made me think, is that what has happened with so many of the things that they have participated in? Better up, time 100. Like, if there's a synergy and a fit, I mean, I think that's a good lesson for a lot of things in life. Just ask. They can always say no. Right. Procter and Gamble, too. It's like, did they approach the Sussexes and just ask, you know? So, it, yeah, truly. I mean, in our even in our work lives, I feel like just ask. Just ask. Maybe you'll get what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Megan appeared via video on a bench. A bench. The bench. The bench probably. that has spawned a million articles about how to replicate and with like... <laughs> And has spawned a children's book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we'll play a little clip from that. My husband and I are thrilled to soon be welcoming a daughter. It's a feeling of joy we share with millions of other families around the world. When we think of her, we think of all the young women and girls around the globe who must be given the ability and support to lead us forward. What an incredible way to, A, get the news hook of the daughter. The mention of the daughter is... We all know, sadly, that that is what headline. That's what the headlines are going to be based on. Is Megan talks about her daughter, her you know, her soon to be daughter, whatever, and then to tie it into gender equity with the vaccine and with COVID. And I just thought that was so so smart. I think on her part, um, such a good way to get the message that she's spreading out. She says women and especially women of color have seen a generation of economic gain wiped out. Yeah, I feel like just being so, you know, it connects it back to why they're doing it so clearly. I definitely felt like the whole event was really well executed. I donated. I was like, this is amazing. If I donate, it get, you know, I think it was a $5 donation, then they would match it an additional $15 but from so other 20. organizations. So you're giving, and that is four doses. And they raised over $300 million from this event. And you can continue donating through May 16th to get the match, which I just, in general, it was just like awesome. And, you know, love Megan and Harry, but also I have so many questions about behind the scenes where it's like, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. What what was going on there? Was Harry a fly on the wall for their reconnection? Who knows? <laughs> and Chrissy Teigen was there. Does Harry have the Benefer scoop? 
That yeah, is exactly. a good question. <laughs> That's what I want to know. And then Chrissy Teigen, like, did they get a chance to catch mm. up? You know, we know that that friendship is sort of in the background. But I wanted to quickly talk about Megan's look because yes. the video, she's wearing a red poppy print tie waist dress. She took off the tie or it is kind of a bespoke version of the runway version of the dress, which is by Carolina Herrera. What did yeah, you think? Lo- well, no, I was going to say I loved that it wasn't maternity. It's not a maternity yeah. dress. And I think that she's done that so well with her, you know, with when she was pregnant with Archie as well. And yeah, the whole, it just, I miss Megan fashion moments. There's no doubt that royals and florals, I mean, we just had Charlotte in a floral dress and now Megan in a floral dress. I think that that's just the epitome of springtime fashion. And Everyone's saying that Poppy, it's a clue to a baby name of Poppy for a girl. I didn't know that. I don't know. I think that's, but Poppy does have a very big significance in Britain, obviously in the UK. It's Remembrance Day symbol. Um, After World War I, the fields of France that were completely destroyed, Poppy still bloomed. And so I think it's a, um, a symbol of you know, rebirth and And I read also calm too. It's a symbol of calm, which is a nice sort of thought at this juncture of, you know, after all that we've gone through. And she had Diana's exactly. Tank Watch by Cartier and, and that Women, women Power, Power Charm. Charm necklace by On Fired. The Amethyst, I looked up, is a February birthstone. So not sure, like probably wasn't, it was just a coincidence because there's only two choices for that. Sleuthing but, out. But kind of interesting because you, you have to think like February is when they announced the oh yeah pregnancy. So, um, and then also if anyone listening has any idea where this pillow is from Roberta wants it I'm in the market for outdoor patio furniture if you (laughs) are not you won't know that it is very hard to secure outdoor decor right now it's actually just everything back ordered yeah it's in such high demand like everywhere target wafer everything so Oh my gosh, I'm that's the, hilarious. I mean, I'm going to start Let me know where you. the pillow is from. Yeah. I, I looked everywhere. I looked at like all the royal home decor sites, like the blogs that cover. Wait, I didn't know, know there just... were royal home decor sites. Yeah. What? Yeah. I want to know well, where Kate's pink pillow from the Hold Still videos are. It's from, it was like very, I liked that subtle. So pink. they're not like super updated, but it's the same uh, company, Get the look at least. Media, as Megan's Mirror and all of that, Christine Ross. So going to contact her and see if she knows. Yes. Yes. (laughs) One last thing about this um, appearance by Megan that I thought was so interesting. It kind of dovetails with the Procter and Gamble news that we're about to get into is that I found when we when in this video, when you had the side angle of Megan, I felt like I I had a hard time not seeing 11 year old Megan who wrote to Procter and Gamble about the dishwashing soap commercial. Like, and this was before we got the news of the Procter and Gamble partnership. I just felt like you could see when her hair was kind of over her face, I could literally... I don't know. I just I just feel like, you know, she has gone, you know, her initiative as a child, you know, to really push back and fight that that commercial that really upset her and where she is now. I just I don't know. I just saw glimmers of her childhood self at this event. I love that. I I love that she, you know, started out writing a letter to Procter & Gamble about the ivory soap commercial. And now she is on a global stage talking about gender equity and women's economic gain and how we can help the women of the future 
prosper more than ever. So I, I, it really is. It's such a full circle moment for her, and that must feel really good. Um, okay, next up, Cambridge's YouTube launch and their Instagram handle change. Big, big news right after we recorded last week. I so mean, I was a little upset <laughs> yes, about that. Right after we wrapped. I know. I the, the teaser trailer was adorable. I thought that, that it was amazing. Let's let's play a clip from that. By the way, you be careful what you say now, because these guys they're filming. I know. <laughs> do you don't need to roll your arm? Do I not do you not roll it? No. What did you think of the music? I kind of liked it. I'm like bobbing my head right now. I was I was going to say, I love that when this came out, I had to slack Roberta and be like, what did William reply to Kate when she said, don't you're rolling your R's? Like I couldn't quite understand, but we, we figured it out. Thanks. Roberta. It's a little it's a little bit difficult. But yeah, it says you don't need to roll your R's. And I love that she is kind of really the spot in the spotlight of this video. I mean, she is the one speaking and it's it feels very like. Kate Middleton show starring Prince William. You know, like I do feel like Kate's wearing the pants in this in this video for sure. I, I didn't She's like the star. Them. It's hard. The not music to... feels like an early Apple Nano commercial where it's like trying to be really cool. I don't know. I feel like I get what they were trying to do, but you know, I think their brand managers and communications people might need to get on TikTok and see how music and video really work together. But um, it, it was good. It was good for their first launch. It was 25 seconds. You know, it was, it was yeah. great. It already has over 3.3 million views. Which is amazing. Yeah. My question, though, is can they earn money off of this? Because YouTube, you can monetize over a certain amount of views. I think what's interesting is just that I feel like this is Kate and William's chance to take even more control of the narrative because it's like we've seen how they've done it with releasing photos of the kids for birthdays and and back to school or things like that. And I feel like this is their way to have their own dedicated outlet, release videos. It is interesting that they are splitting off from the Royal Family channel and that they're the only ones to do that. I think what's interesting too is the handle change because the handle change at Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, okay, pros, it makes it way easier for people who aren't super obsessed like us to realize who we're talking about. So Kensington Palace might not ring any bells for, let's say, my parents who don't really like, yeah. follow the royals closely. Yeah. Or Clarence House, for example. It's super confusing for people who aren't royal watchers. But I think it's A, very lengthy. And also B, what happens when they're not the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge anymore? That's yeah, what they'll I have to know. rebrand again. Yeah, you're right. right. And they didn't change it on Twitter, but it's very clunky every time. <laughs> I am so trained to <laughs> punk in Kensington Royal that I, I, I keep writing the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and then I get like the wrong, all the fan accounts. I'm like, no, 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 Duke. It's no the. It's definitely interesting. There's so many fan accounts that are so similar. It's like D&D of Cambridge. You know, it's just. Yeah. And it, it it's like, okay, so maybe if they know that they won't always be the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, but they change their handles to that, maybe they think that that is what they will, that's what their titles will be for a very long time. Because mm -hmm. we know that Prince Charles is next to the throne. We know, you know, he's in his early 70s. He could obviously live to be as old as the queen, if not longer. Mm -hmm. So are we looking at 30 years of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I do, I, do you feel lately like we're just, I, I can't tell if it's just what you and I are tuned into or what I'm tuned into, but I definitely don't feel like, you know, 
there's as much of a push behind Charles and Camilla's social media presence. I know they're launching different initiatives like Camilla's book club and stuff like that, but I definitely feel like Kate and William are kind of splitting off as their own sort of star power within the monarchy. And it's that's interesting to me. It is. It feels like it's their top priority right now is really owning that space and yeah. owning the void that kind of Harry and Meghan left behind with not being on social media. And I think they've done kind of an incredible job with it. Let's move on because we have a lot yes, more. Yes. Procter and Gamble. So, I mean, incredible. The Sussexes have partnered with Procter and Gamble and made a donation through Archwell. This is actually a multi-year partnership. So they're going to be working together on a lot of different things. Um, it says that the partnership will focus on not only gender equality, more inclusive online spaces, but also resilience and impact through sports. So it sounds like they're going to be sponsoring a lot of the Invictus athletes that Mm -hmm. compete in the 2022 Invictus Hague Games. Uh, Megan said in the announcement, as a mom and and an expectant mom, I deeply appreciate the significance of community support, safe and accessible pregnancy resources, and trusted guidance in a nurturing setting. And so through this, they donated to Harvest Home, which is an LA-based charity that provides housing support and other resources for mothers and their children who are experiencing homelessness. Uh, And it's, I mean, it really feels... Again, full circle, because we know Megan wrote as an 11-year-old to Procter & Gamble along with a bunch of other people and got the commercial changed. Yeah. Um, She talked about it at the UN. I just – it's like – it. It must make her smile to know. Yeah, it's just all, that's all I think. It's again, it's if my 11 year old self could see me now. I think that all the partnerships that Harry and Meghan have been uncovering so far are so strategic and so smart. And every time I'm like, gosh, what a brilliant move. And I know Omid mentioned when he came on the podcast that they are in a position to really take it slow and, you know, it. The pandemic has added to that, but they have no need to rush any of this, right? Mm-hmm. And but they're really hitting the ground running with all of laying the foundation for so many incredible partnerships that are playing the long game as well. Like you said, it's a multi-year partnership. So exactly. I'm excited about this. Me too. Next up, Archie birthday celebration. So we got a new photo of baby Archie, although we didn't that feels get like to a year see... ago, by the way. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, Rachel, for real. Um, we didn't get to see his face in the new photo, but it was adorable. He had the balloons. You could see the little playhouse from the Christmas photo behind, in front, I guess in front of him. Uh, and it was very like influencer content. Like I think I love the sort of abstract, you know, not seeing his face, but it's also very artistic. Well, okay. Tell, tell me your theory again about why we didn't see his face. Do you remember what you told me when we first saw it? I don't remember. What did I tell you? That we would probably, maybe, probably, hopefully, oh, this hopefully is- get a picture of his face with the new baby, the new baby after is- the baby is That's born. That's right. After the daughter is born. Gosh, I was so astute when I, if I only remembered my <laughs> comment. <laughs> all I wrote in my notes was Rachel's theory in all caps. <laughs> I'm like, what did I say? So, no, so I, I did. I do think that. I feel like I'm curious how they sort of decide when they will release a photo and if we will get a glimpse of him when the new baby arrives. That would be amazing. I do love also that we heard, and obviously this is from tabloid sources, but that he got a Zoom call from the Queen, which is easy to imagine considering Harry talked about that with James Corden. Um, He also got a card and a birthday present from the Queen. How do you top a waffle maker? I don't know. I mean, I think that that was probably one of his favorite gifts, but I would love to know what the next gift is. We'll have to wait for the next James Corden special. Um, So we know that for Archie's birthday, they requested donations for vaccine equity through an open letter to the CEOs of all the major vaccine producers. Those were matched four times. 
in my inbox on Archie's birthday, Thursday morning was an email from the sender was Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, which is really cool. And for a second, I thought that Royally Obsessed would be the subject, but it was not. (laughs) We've made it. (laughs) We made it. But secretly, I love this, they also donated, uh, Meghan and Harry also donated 200 beanies and coloring books through Make Give Love, which I don't know if you remember, is the same company that made Archie's little oh I remember I want that <laughs> I like finished sized out of that and I like regret that I didn't get it the minute that but they were really back ordered I feel like forever once that photo came out and so I was like kept delaying and it is the most darling the double pom-poms so so sweet and the, and there was a video released by the the CEO of the company who talked about the care packs that they're making with these 200 beanies that were donated. Yeah, I, I think really also liked in that. partnership with Procter and Gamble. So this is another thing that they've already started to do. The care packs that are sent out are so sweet, and they say that these handmade beanies are what give the care pack this kind of warmth and humanity. Yeah, um, I thought it was really cute that they're called "I Got Your Backpack," and they provide essentials yeah. to mothers and children that are escaping domestic violence. I just thought "I Got Your Backpack" is. I always say that a lot. Is like "I Got Your Back." I like I got your backpack. That's a very clever name. It's really clever. And then we also saw the Royals wish him a happy birthday. The one thing I wanted to call out is Charles's post because people are really calling attention to that there were no posts for Charlotte or Louis on their birthdays. And also that Megan is not a part of the image, whereas in the other posts from the Cambridges and the Queen, Megan is in the image. So what but do you think about one that? thing I saw, I think I saw it on Twitter, is that, you know, the photo that Charles used is the same photo that Harry used to wish Charles a birthday, happy birthday back in 2019, if you go back on Sussex mm. Royal. I mean, I'm not saying, I just, I sometimes, I don't like the whole, like, reading, reading into the it. images, because I feel like that's, like, taking it to a next le- a level that it doesn't need to go, because then do you're, you think like, it's, you're just, like, going in. Like, I don't know. Oh, I totally agree. It's like body language experts. It's yeah, like, it's like body language into, experts. Exactly. Yeah, it's just taking it too far. But do you think it's weird that there wasn't a birthday post for Charlotte or Louis? I didn't think about that. And that is that is funny. I mean, I think yeah. it's an olive branch. It feels like an olive branch, but one that But an olive been, branch via social media? Like, I and one that, that could have be been like executed a, a little bit better if I think if, if Megan was included. Hopefully like, that's not me. the only way that they're communicating, though. That's where I would be like, oh, is that, you know... Hopefully that's just like I, I would have to think like if Us Weekly sources, which by the way, Us Weekly must have a really good source because they are totally leading the charge in all of this leak or not leaks, but kind of information about the current um, accurate what the sur- Sussexes are currently doing. Yeah, but but if they say the Queen had a Zoom call with Harry and Meghan for Archie and Archie for his birthday, by omission, we know that Charles didn't I don't know I don't know but I, I question just... some of those sources too though that's I'm true like, I feel like it's all like he, it's all hearsay like that's where I'm just like not so cer- certain this is why I'm here to be devil's advocate no it's, and then this is a great <laughs> back and forth I love it Rachel can steer me on the <laughs> but the I still narrow. say happy birthday to I love the month of April into May where we have so many birthdays it's really celebratory <laughs> um okay next up Cambridge helicopter ride did you see this I did, thanks to you, because I couldn't initially find the video, and I love the video. It's so, like, you know, they may be wearing kind of, like, you know, cheaper fashion or all that stuff, but 
there's a helicopter in their backyard ready to whisk them away. (laughs) giant helicopter, by the way. This helicopter looks like the size of a hotel room. It's huge. Yeah, and I love that. Like, imagine just walking by and being like, oh, it's just a casual stroll in the park. And then you see not just one of them, but like the entire clan plus the dog boarding a helicopter. That is a royal moment right there. Well, that's what we'll have to like really plan for when we go to London is trying to be there when that happens because (laughs) I think we would both have to like live podcast during that moment and be like we're on the ground and they're boarding the helicopter I don't know um I did love that we saw William and Louis holding hands yeah like it was such a beautiful family moment it was it was very reminiscent of their their home video too I felt like it was a callback to that do you think that George gets to take the controls for a min up in the air (laughs) (laughs) He's like he sits there plotting. He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hold with the pilot, you know. Also, a lot of people talked about Kate's fashion. She was wearing a purple coat and I couldn't even see it. That video is far away. I zoomed in. I had my like zoom on and she had an actual purse, which we have really not seen her with in a long time. Like a mom purse. She had a mom purse with snacks, probably. That's I know. The it's news. a big deal, though. It's a big deal for her not to hold a clutch. Roberta, or a why didn't we lead with that? <laughs> I, I wish we knew. I hope the brand like announces that it was their bag. But it is really killing me now that we still don't know the dog's name. Like, I think I might DM. Should I DM James Middleton right now? Yes, you actually should send him a DM. What do I say? What do I? Have to turn like, your plane mode off. You are a wonderful. Um, no, no, for real. What do I? <laughs> no, just, just be like you know, such a big fan, and uh, and I love personal the account or Ella and Co. Ella, because then maybe maybe people are looking at that more regularly and say Ella? you know okay. There's less followers too, so that could help because there's like less DMs if there's less followers. Yeah, just send a DM and say that you. you okay, know. DM Ella and Co. Okay. Um. Hi, wondering. Hi, big fan. I'm going to say big fan. <laughs> Wondering if you DM. could let me know about the Cambridge's new puppy name. Really, really curious. Sincerely. Put a dog emoji. Oh, good idea. Sincerely, your biggest fan. And maybe that like sounds a little, creepy. That sounds yeah, creepy. I too don't much. Want, too much. Sincerely. I think you should definitely sign it, Roberta, co-host of Royally Obsessed. Sincerely, Roberta, dash, co-host of Royally Obsessed. All right. Dog emoji. Hold on. Hold on. Is that my in my recent emojis? No. <sighs> okay. How is that was... not in your recent emojis? No, I'm kidding. Ooh, I'm putting a paw print, too. Okay. <gasps> Sent. This is Sent. the best DM ever. Sent. Can't wait. I'm so excited. Scoop next week. We'll get the name. All right. We got I've never really DM celebrities before, so this is like a really what? Yeah. First oh, I, time. I DM love notes all the time. Uh okay. One last news item that is a head scratcher that we just want to get into a little bit is Putin. How is Putin in our rundown? But he I is. don't know. Uh there was a massive Sunday Times expose about Prince Michael of Kent, who is no stranger to controversy over the years. He was secretly filmed during a business meeting with undercover reporters posing as investors seeking access to the Kremlin. What? This is bad. This is bad. Yeah. So his business partner was also part of the Zoom and described Prince Michael of Kent as Her Majesty's unofficial ambassador to Russia. Prince Michael offered his royal endorsement, aka a video recorded with Kensington Palace as the backdrop for a cool 200K. And then I guess there was added 50k a month retainer for whatever additional work there would be done. Uh, He offered to open the door to contact with Putin. I guess that means he's cool with asking Putin for favors. And 
this, the upshot was that Prince Michael's spokesperson ended up d- dismissing all allegations, saying that kind of putting the blame on the business partner, saying that he made suggestions that Prince Michael wouldn't have wanted or been able to fulfill. And I do know that Prince Michael left the Zoom call earlier so that his, you know, person associate. stayed on, yeah. his associate, his, uh, you know. But, Lord Redding, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. but it – this is not good. And I guess it's part no. of a it's part of a wider investigation into how the royals sell connection to the monarchy for profit. And apparently they contacted a few other members to see if they would f- take the bait on this opportunity and it was three others and no they all said no, another person didn't get back to them but Prince Michael of Kent did. You know what's really crushing to me about this is that there have been scandals like this in the past like we've seen Fergie almost sell access to Prince Andrew. We saw Sophie County of West Countess of Wessex have the same kind of deal where there were undercover reporters, but it, this feels so close to the death of the queen's husband and something that is so unnecessary. And so, you know, such a Royal scandal that like comes on the heels of such a tragic event. I just, it's so disheartening. I think, you know, we've seen, Harry and Meghan, they lost their honorary military titles. They lost their patronages. They lost so much. And yet Prince Michael, who is now, you know, exposed by undercover reporters, is still has his honorary titles. He still still has security. Yeah, he still has security. He's still living in a gorgeous apartment in the palace. I just, I don't know. It's it's bad. It's a really bad look. And the poor queen to deal with this so soon after a funeral. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, also, you know, his wife, Princess Michael of Kent, is also the person that wore that racist brooch to that Christmas lunch in 2017. The Blackmore brooch. Yeah, yeah, with Meghan. It was, you know, she was Harry's fiance at the time. So all of this is just, yeah, I'm curious what's going to unfold with this or if we'll never hear about it again. Who knows? But it's definitely a scandal. (laughs) Well, my thought is, like, this adds – fuel to the flames of like Charles's argument that it should be a slimmed down monarchy. Yeah. Like I really do think that that's like this like, guy shouldn't be on the balcony with the queen. No, no, exactly. All right. Before we adjourn the Royal pod, here are highs and lows. It's time for the Royal highs and lows. My low this week is kind of a funny low. Charlotte is telling people that she's 16, not six, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> Prince William revealed this at a recent event saying, if you ask her, she says she's 16. Charlotte says, I'm six now. I'll do what I want. It's like they grow up really fast. That was his whole quote. <laughs> the trajectory of Charlotte's Charlotte. trying to grow up. She's trying to grow up faster than even he understands. Like 16? No, Charlotte. No, don't jump to that. I can't wait to like just see her growing up unfold because we are just all such weird. We love her to pieces. I can't wait to see the fashions. That's what I'm most excited oh, about. Get her an Instagram or TikTok account. Uh, <laughs> Stop. Don't yeah. right. uh, Milo was just, you know, the queen. We saw her at her first public in real life event after since uh, the funeral of Prince Philip and just sort of re- the recognition that they for the first time in over a century, removed the consort chair. And that would have, you know, that's where Prince Philip sat with her for all those years. He hasn't been in the last couple of years, but uh, just that symbolically is a, is really sad. And, you know, Camilla and Charles were there with the queen in support. They wore masks the whole time. Uh, yeah, just for me, that, that was a little sad to see. It was, it was. Um, but I did like, 
her outfit, which I, I thought did. was very springy. And the hat reminded me of Camilla's wedding hat, actually. It did. That's a good about, call. Which is feathery and, and wonderful. I thought so. it was interesting because she doesn't wear the Imperial State crown anymore. And it, so they had it on a pillow on a seat next to her because the crown is too heavy. She hasn't worn yes. it since 2016, but it's way too heavy. I thought it was cool, though, to carry it in on a pillow. Yeah, that's even more fancy. This is, yeah, it's like very symbolic. Um, My high this week is that we have a release date for Harry and Oprah's Apple TV Plus special. It's called The Me You Can't See, and it airs May 21st. So I will definitely be bookmarking this to watch when it comes out. Harry said in a statement, the majority of us carry some form of unresolved trauma, loss, or grief, which feels and is very personal. So, you know, he's kind of talking about Diana and the loss of his mother and stuff. Lady Gaga and Glenn Close are starring as well as a bunch of other people. Another high is that we have a Gail King special about Queen Elizabeth. It's called The Queen Carries On, a Gail King special. It airs on CBS this Friday. So pretty soon at 8 p.m. I know I if I don't have Friday plans, I might not. I I put out a reservation for dinner, but I don't know if we're going to go. So <laughs> um, so I will be watching this regardless. But um, in the special, sorry, preview of the special, Paul McCartney is in it. And he said he calls the queen super down to earth. And he also admits that he wrote an essay about the queen when he was 10 years old. Oh. And in that essay is a love song. And it won the it won a contest. What? This I know. Amazing. I need to I can't wait for this special. And Barack Obama and the Queen's Maid of Honor from her coronation are Big also guests. Yeah, no, this it's is huge. amazing. What's your high? My high is just we were talking about baby names on, you know, maybe Poppy, but their the bookie betting odds for Meghan and Harry's baby is actually the highest is on Philippa in honor of Prince Philip. That's so sweet. I, I don't think so though. I don't know. <laughs> what do you personally think? Roberta just it was like nope. It's at <laughs> no. three, but it's at three to one according to Ladbrokes in the UK. Yeah, Diana but Archie Oz, wasn't on the. Yeah, that's the interesting notes. part is yeah. that Archie wasn't on any of these. But Diana odds are five to one. Elizabeth is ten to one. Yeah, I don't. I think it's going to be an outlier. I don't think it's going to be what we're expecting. And especially like, you know, Elizabeth and Diana, we already have Charlotte, Elizabeth, Diana. So. Well, and Poppy. You're set on Poppy. (laughs) Well, no, uh, that's actually, I just like had a brain fart. That was not what I meant to say. I meant to say um, Wella because people kept mentioning like Archie and Well. I think that would be too weird. Is that too weird? No, that would be I think Diana. I think my money's on Diana. All right. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts. This rating is really good it is lengthy and wonderful and here it is this person says i'm relatively new to the world of podcasts and so happy i found yours i was literally transported back to 1981 when you were talking about princess diana's wedding gown this week my wedding day was august 1st 1981 so i remember watching the wedding and joking that it was going to be a hard act to follow two days later this year we will celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary Congratulations. Cheers. Cheers. Happy anniversary. Cheers. This person continues, hard to believe it has been so many years. I've always loved the royal family, and so I love your podcast. It's a very, very sweet note. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Royally Obsessed, at Royally Obsessed Podcast on Instagram, and drop us an email and info at gallerypodcasts.com. Until next week, God God save save the the pod. pod. I haven't gotten a DM back yet. I'm going to keep checking. Posted. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.